0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Thriving Leader Podcast with me, Ian. So today's podcast is all about how we have problems with networking. It's called Four Simple Networking Fails. Now, I don't really take very well to the word fail. Recently, someone introduced me to another way of looking at the word instead of seeing fail as first attempt in learning. And that works better for me. We all make mistakes. What matters is what we do with the experience. When it comes to building connective energy, people tend to make surprisingly similar steps that don't exactly help the process. So in this podcast episode today, I thought I'd go and look at each of these, even if it's just to remind you that occasionally this is something that you do and you could do less of it and get more connective energy. The first issue that I see when people are out trying to do networking, we're calling waiting for the callback. Now, people who excel at connective energy are in their nature givers and well-intended givers. They recognize that they can't help everybody directly, but they are generous with their network and their connections will ultimately lead to something great. I've been told on many occasions when I reached out to someone on the recommendation of someone else, that this new person would not have picked up the phone had it not been for the introduction from someone else. It would therefore be incredibly disrespectful for me, when invited to call someone or speak to someone, to then not do it. My introducer has made the offer of utilising their own social capital and reputation on that introduction. And they may even have phoned someone in advance to smooth the pathway. And yet many people just don't do the follow-through. Some of us overfish in an expectation that in order to land that big catch, we've got to ask everyone for everything, and then we look at all the offers on the table and choose which ones we're going to prioritize. Some people have just made an ask without really knowing why they've even made it in the first place. What is the reason? for the connection. And so when it comes time to make the call, they back out, partly with a lack of courage of conviction of the conversation to come. Whatever the reason, it's a strategy for burning relationship bridges. If I extend or lend you my social capital to make an introduction for you and you don't follow through, what might my reaction be next time? What will your response be when I say, by the way, How did you get on with that conversation with Fred? And by the way, I know all along you never made the call because Fred told me so. Remembering that connective energy and power comes from people knowing your ideas and interests, even if they don't know how to help you right here, right now. You have a responsibility, and really nothing to lose, by making the call. It has to be made, or just don't make the ask. The second issue that I see with networking is where we doubt or don't trust the introducer. Now there are going to be times when someone offers an introduction and a bell is going off inside your head somewhere. Is this person really trying to help me or are they really trying to just get rid of me at this point in time, fob me off, onto someone else? And this plays in your mind and it makes you doubt whether you should really make the follow-up. Now, in reality, this lack of confidence is misplaced. Generally, good connectors, which is what you're on the lookout for, are really assessing you for the seriousness of whether they should lend you their social capital on an introduction, not the other way round. And in any event, what is there really to lose? You're being offered an introduction to someone you don't know. You don't know them yet, which is allowing you access potentially to a new tribe that you're not yet part of, somewhere where you can explain your ideas, your values, your dreams, where you can gather new perspectives and new information, and you never know where this will lead, and sometimes it doesn't lead to an introduction right there, right then, sometimes it's somewhere down the line when that person will be talking to somebody else and think, who did I just speak to who has that level of interest in this topic? You don't know. So just trust in the process and ease the doubts. The third fail I see in networking is where we start discounting the future value of a connection. Now, very common in terms of mistakes is assessing this value of the introduction before it's even been made. So they've asked me to call Bob at Acme Corp. But Acme Corp doesn't do the things I'm interested in, and I don't think they'll ever be interested in working in a partnership with me. So on balance, I'm a bit busy right now, and it's not worth following up on this introduction. This is surprisingly common. We judge a book by its cover. Try this story. Bob is head of sales at Acme Corp. But unbeknown to us, he's also on the board of trustees of a local hospital. He serves on the Board of Governors at a major school. Bob's wife is an advocate of humanitarian efforts in Africa and they're popular members of their local church. Bob has a human dimension. He has more dimensions than just being the head of sales at Acme Corp. Bob also exists in multiple diverse tribes that we're not necessarily or currently part of. The truth is we can never really judge or prejudge the value of future connections and relationships. When we try to do an assessment in this way, the only thing that will happen for sure is that we'll not make a connection at all. Weak connections are vital links for us in other tribes. The weaker connections are message carriers on our behalf. We may not see the value immediately and right away, and it may take years to come down the line. And let's not forget that connective energy flows both ways. You're also a member of the tribe that Bob may not be part of. Approaching this with a spirit of generosity, as you should always do with connective energy, means you may be able to help Bob, and Bob may be able to help you too. The next issue with networking is what I call failing to play in three dimensions. Now, in a future podcast, I'm going to talk more a little bit about 3D power connections later in the series, but it's important when making connections to keep your introducer in the loop. It's not just a matter of courtesy. Your introducer has lent their own social capital to affect this introduction, and so they want to know how the relationship is developing, because they're also involved in a relationship with the person that you've been introduced to. Many people who've mastered connective energy recognize that connections sometimes get disrupted through lost emails, challenges in returning calls, or just different time zones. And when that happens, they'll be keen to ensure the connection isn't wasted just because of the silly stuff. Keeping your introducer in the loop of what's happening also helps to strengthen their understanding of your mission, your goal, your project. This is likely to lead to them thinking of other people who might be able to help you. Possibly weaker connections right now, but valuable in the long term. So make it a necessary courtesy to keep your introducers in the loop. And who knows, the more they understand your project, the more they may find space for a personal stake in it. It creates a 3D image, a 3D effect. You, your introducer, and those they've introduced you to, Then operating in a structure where you're all independent of each other, but all have a common understanding of the idea and project, and communicate with each other rather than through one party. This creates a whole new level of spontaneity, which can lead to really exciting and valuable outcomes. So start taking some actions today. If you're introduced, always follow up on the introduction. Always. Keep your introducer in the loop. Don't prejudge the value of the relationship. Trust your introducer. Do it anyway. Create the conditions for everyone in your growing 3D network of connections to advocate and extend connections for you. And here's one magic question. Now you've heard about the problem I'm trying to solve. Who do you think I should be speaking to that I'm, right, I'm not right now. It's the prime opening to even more connections. And that's it for this time. Let me know what you think in the comments. Do subscribe, review the podcast, all those sorts of fantastic things. If you like Thriving Leader, why not share this with someone you think would benefit? Because my coaching mission is to help quiet people and introverts succeed in a world that was built by and for extroverts with all of the ambition and less of the noise. And you can discover lots of written articles like this and podcasts to help you develop yourself for free and fire up your own quietly successful career at www.ianbrown.com. That's it. See you next time.